before dawn, milk cows work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And there is just a lot of uh, breaking news and a lot of new news that's going on, and we have to cover it all. Um, And uh, one of them is uh, that the uh, court case in Maricopa County did not get dismissed. It's going to advance so Charlie Kirk said, Carrie Lake will be going to trial. Ruling just came down. The two claims are moving forward to trial phase. Chain of custody challenges, which to me is the big big one. Uh, chain of custody has always been the issue with respect to mail-in balloting. And again, the reason why we should all oppose mail-in balloting is is even the Carter Commission after the Gore uh, Bush Gore election? They had stated that uh, uh, you know that that it's exposed to fraud. There's no way to there's no way to police it. You know, there's no way to police mail and balloting. Mail and balloting opens up a Pandora's box of fraud. So why do it? You know, why, why do it if you can't prove that it's safe? And no matter how they say smart power down on the southern border, you know, drones and, and, and uh, sensors and all kinds of stuff is going to get the job done, it doesn't. Which brings me to the other uh, topic, uh, t- Title 42, the health title, you know, that basically the health measure uh, that was in effect up until today, or, or no, till 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 Wednesday, the twenty first. Uh, but the uh, Supreme Court ruled on that and said we're going to delay it, and we might come down with another series of orders. Uh, we're going to wait and demand a response by the government, and even the the Supreme Court now is demanding that the Biden administration do something. So. They are going to be issuing a statement today at some point. Uh, 
with respect to this answer to Title 42. You can't claim uh, emergency if you're the Biden administration. You can't say COVID uh, gives me a state of emergency, which gives me emergency powers, while at the same time trashing Title 42 because it's getting in the way of your illegal scam, your Ill- illegal Ill- illegal immigrant scam. So there's these two things. But the uh, mail-in balloting thing <clears throat> uh, in Arizona, elsewhere, everywhere, mail-in balloting, it's riddled with fraud. And it's how we got to the point. And it's the reason why the Democrats want it, because the Democrats can't win on their ideas. They have to commit fraud to win. That's it. Because... They're not doing anything that resembles common sense. You know, our whole world is flipped upside down. You can't turn on, you know, a TV show without seeing some sort of, you know, homosexual couple, a trans dude or or dudette and um, and some sort of, uh, you know, attack on the traditional family unit. And, you know, it's gotten so bad that even out in Stanford, Stanford, the great university in California, issued a, a, a list of banned words or words that shouldn't be said, words that are offensive. And one of the words was America. Can you believe it? It's unbelievable to me that we've gotten to the point where waving a flag is white supremacy and discriminating. I can understand maybe the argument with the rebel flag, but, but my goodness, we have come a long way down the pike. And it's the Democrats to blame. And, you know, I read this, uh, hopefully I'll find it some, somewhere along the way during this show. But it was like, it was just this. It was just that. It was just this. You know, just give me an inch here. Just give me an inch there. Just give me an inch. Just give me another inch. Just, you know, just say yes. Just accept us. Just don't be a phobic. You know, don't discriminate. And then all of a sudden it becomes a political powerhouse. Uh, you've given them all these crumbs and they have a pie factory. You know, it's, it's incredible that they've been so aggressive and they have now taken ownership of the mainstream media and they are more powerful than than every every traditional citizen in our country they've steamrolled over us you know what 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 used to be a, a measure of tolerance was just basically to let the criminal into your home oh please let me in your home please let me in your home you know, and, and they at one point they weren't even allowed on the driveway. They weren't even allowed on the get no trespassing. We don't want your kind. And then all of a sudden they were allowed on the driveway. Then they put a tent up in your front lawn. And next thing you know, they start knocking on your door. Just let me in. It's cold outside. Sort of like that poem poem that Trump reads about the snake. But you knew I was a snake. You bit me. Why did you bit me? I saved your life. It's exactly like that. I used to always attribute that to endless migration. But now I can actually say 
that that poem has more to do with a lot of things. It had not just migrate migrants, not just allowing terrorists into your country without any vetting whatsoever. And then they lie and say they're vetting everybody. They're not vetting anybody. They lie and say COVID can't, you got to still maybe wear a mask and you can't maybe go to school. Fauci's still saying stuff like that. And yet they let all these illegal immigrants, they're not migrants, they're illegal immigrants, into our borders, fly them all over the place. Nobody knows where they're going. Nobody knows who they are. Nobody knows anything about these people. And here they are. And you know it's for two reasons. Slave labor, which the Democrats are all, have endorsed, and election fraud, which we know the Democrats have endorsed. So this whole invasion of our country is all about slave labor and election fraud. Name one thing. Name one thing. Please name one thing that's good about it. If you're a business owner, maybe you could say, well, hey, you know, uh, we can't afford, uh, we can't, there are not, not enough people that want to dig, dig these ditches. Not enough people want to build these houses. Not enough people want to work out in the hot summer sun. Not, not enough people want to do this job. Okay, so, so it answers that, you know, keeps the supply chains going. That might be the only argument that you could have. That's only an argument because you failed at leadership. Even if that is the argument, which it's not for me. But we should have saw this train coming a long time ago. And we should have changed the way we actually um, educate people. But the universities have been indoctrinated by outside influences. And these endowments have gotten quite large and they're told what to say. They're told what to teach. And they're indoctrinating our children. And the way you the way you get people MK Ultra. We've been talking about that related to the Kennedys and that Jolly West guy that was connected with the Mansons and connected with Jack Ruby. We talked about all that this week, but and last week. But the way you actually tort, you know, when, if you if you have somebody in custody and you want to get the truth out of them, you put them on LSD, which is what they did with Jack Ruby and and all these people. So you 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 put the you put them on a drug regimen, which is first thing. You get their brain mushy. You play loud music or whatever torments them, and makes them weak mentally. And you then start to fill their head with a whole bunch of stuff. But it's not, it's not the subject that you want to treat. It's not the subject where you want to get the information. It's a whole bunch of other subjects. It's, a, it's that uh, you know, up is down, left is right, um, you know, black is white, white is black. And Google's been doing that. There was this test, I remember, I think that they changed this, but if you were to search for like, okay, I want to search for a picture for uh, white uh, families with children, you would get like black families that are trans or something like that. 
And if you search for black families with children and you're looking for a photo, right? You for for a, you know for your article or whatever, and you you get the op- exact opposite. So it's this chaos and confusion, and the way you actually manipulate minds is to first tell them that up is down, left is right, black is white. You tell them all these things that just aren't even true. And their mind turns to mush. You already know that you got them with their endless time that they spend on their phones and on their gadgets. I'm talking about kids now. But what I'm talking about is this constant, constant manipulation of your mind. And now they can do it through electronics. That's why I say to parents, if you have kids, limit, an extremely limit, the amount of time they spend looking at a screen of any type. I'm talking about TV. I'm talking about um, the internet. I'm talking about video games. Man, you gotta you gotta limit that stuff. And you try to do it uh, after they've been on it for a while, it's going to be an addiction. It's going to be as if you're taking taking them off of heroin or whatever drug dependency they might have. It's going to be like you're taking them off the bottle. And it is one of those things. You have to be careful about it. Don't let it start. Please. It's 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 ruining people's lives, turning their minds to mush, and I believe that um, the Democrats have already fallen prey to it because I think that the Democrat, anybody, and I, I happen to know so many liberals, you know, they're friends of mine, I, dear people I like, love, and they are these people that, you know the. They hear all these stories about the COVID. There's this new German study that says the most insane things about the COVID. That that people are dying of myocarditis and it's directly related to COVID. And yet they're they're saying take another booster. And uh, Fauci was just on this video where a kid calls in about Santa. I'm worried that Santa's going to get sick, Dr. Fauci. And he calls in. And he says, well, I'm going to go to the North Pole and I'm going to give Santa myself a vaccine. And he's going to be just fine. Nothing will happen to Santa with the vaccine. It was like another opportunity to sell this endless drug. And, you you know, I saw another meme where they were talking about all these different things that happened throughout time. Um, These different uh, ailments. And it's like... um, Never do we have a vaccine that penetrated all of these people. You know, all, all of these, uh, these, these people, the vaccines right now are, I was actually going to try to find that, but uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, right here. No vax for HIV after 40 years of research. No vax for cancer after more than 100 years of research. No vax for the common cold. And yet a virus mysteriously appears and within 12 months, a vax is found 
by four pharma companies all within one week, and we are all mandated to take it. It's kind of an interesting take. Here's the Stanford study. Uh, that, that guy that was banned on Twitter for saying that lockdowns hurt children, the old Twitter, Twitter 1.0, he says, I remember how proud I was when I became a naturalized American citizen. Now, he's a Stanford professor, this guy, Jay Batakaria. Dr. Jay Batakaria. I'm still proud to be an American, and I don't care that Stanford disapproves of my using the term. He's a Stanford professor who said that. Why? Because the Wall Street Journal just came out with an article that says, call yourself an American. Well, no, they were reporting. Wall Street Journal was reporting on the American University. Call yourself an American, question mark. Please don't. It's on Stanford's new index of forbidden words. The Stanford Guide to Acceptable Words. Behold the school's elimination of harmful language initiative. How sad is that? Why would you ever send your kids to these schools that have this mentality? Why? So Vince Langman says the first FBI employee Jim Jordan needs to subpoena next month is Ray Epps. <laughs> that was a good one. And Donald Trump wrote this. And Donald Trump, there's another news story that we have to tell, tell you about. And that is that the J6 committee has finished up and wrapped it up. And they have four uh, indictments. Four indictments. Uh, they are not indictments. Four recommend referrals for um, criminal indictment for referrals to the Department of Justice. It's so ridiculous and so bogus, it's not even funny. One, obstruction of an official proceeding. Again, he was president of the United States and he didn't do anything wrong. We have all the tape. He's not going to be in trouble on that one. Conspiracy to defraud the U.S. He never did. And just look at the Bidens. Uh, Number three, making a false statement. (laughs) Just look at the Bidens. He does it every every second of every day. Inciting an insurrection. Inciting an insurrection. Huh. Okay. Making a false statement is pretty weak in, in D.C. That's pretty, pretty doggone weak. So making a false statement, inciting an insurrection. Inciting an insurrection, he asked everybody to go home and be peaceful and protest peacefully. They don't got they don't got him on nothing. So all four criminal referrals against Trump is bogus. Are bogus. I'm reading it off of someone who wrote that. Who deactivated twenty thousand pounds? Uh, twenty. Who deactivated 20,000-pound electronically controlled magnetic lock doors? Who did that? That was the Capitol Police that did that. And so this guy named Philip Schuller says this. Of course the FBI staged January 6th to blame Trumpers. No one does a real insurrection in such a half, half-baked way or deliberately in front of cameras. A real insurrection you do quietly at 4 a.m., in the guise of something legal, like an election. 
That's the real insurrection. So basically he was saying, you know, the election fraud that was taking place at four in the morning where they stopped the count and then injected votes for the other guy. That's the uh, that's the thing. So um, we've learned through the Twitter files that the DOJ snooped on House Intelligence Committee investigators like Devin Nunes. That's a big deal, folks. That's a huge deal. The stuff that was going on with regard to the Twitter, they had a back channel. They had a one-way channel from the FBI to Twitter. We also have on record, you know, Zuckerberg uh, colluding, you know, basically getting wind that the FBI was working with their team. So the FBI is the biggest criminal organization in the history of America. And they've been this way for a long time. Just look at Mark Felt and how he was instrumental in taking down the Nixon administration. You know, you could go all the way to uh, the JFK assassination and you can and the cover up there. You can go beyond that. It's just I don't know all the all the history, but there's a lot of history uh, associated with the FBI and their corruption. So, you know, the wiretaps and the violations of the Fourth uh, Amendment search and illegal searches and seizures. And so we have a bunch of clips to 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 cue up these things. Carrie Lake, uh, the Twitter files, uh, uh, immigration. Um, so Title 42 set to expire tomorrow was delayed or extended uh, thanks to the Supreme Court. But. There's more to come on that because it's only going to be delayed for like a day. Uh, they're waiting on the White House to uh, the Biden administration to come up with a solution. So we have some clips to address all of these things. Um, the new German study that came out not too long ago, about a week ago, 72 million Germans and COVID gene injection injury data. German data analyst reveals data from health insurance shows four times increase in sudden deaths following COVID vaccine rollouts. And it's like a spike. And as soon as they were rolled out, there was a spike, which is pretty interesting. To talk about that, uh, to talk about the COVID German study, uh, we're going to get this one out of the way first. We got four, like four stories we have to cover today. So this is uh, Dr. McCullough, Dr. Peter McCullough. Let's take a listen to this. Okay. All right. So I got to get the audio just right for you all. And here we go. This is uh, his interview on Laura Ingram talking about this. And this German cardiology report where three deaths, sudden deaths attributed likely to recent COVID vaccination. Do you think this is the tip of the iceberg? I do. There's now autopsy reports from Verma, Choi, Gill, and this report from Schwab. It's clear that COVID-19 vaccine-induced myocarditis, about half the cases, there's no initial symptoms, Laura. The first manifestation is a sudden death found at home. In fact, the overall autopsy series showed 71% of all the patients found dead at home after vaccination within 20 days was actually due to the vaccine, either heart damage, blood clots, or other conditions attributable to the vaccine. Uh, Dr. McCullough, that's not even to speak of the neurological issues, um, but we, we're going to continue to cover this with you and others. Thank you so much tonight. 
So a little over a year ago, you know, I was uh, in the hospital from for spinal surgery, and I lost a liter of blood, and uh, I uh, I ended up get get I, I had to get a blood transfusion to keep me alive, and uh, I was on life support for three days. This was uh, in October, and you know I'm still recovering with uh, part you know, like some level of paralysis in my legs, and. Uh, you know, in the spinal surgery, you know, with two rods and eight screws in my back and the whole thing. It's not pleasant. It's not a great thing. And that was really due to, uh, in my opinion, malpractice because um, of a, a lot of different things that had happened um, because I had predicted my illness and it was de- rejected and denied. And a lot of people are talking today about the level of malpractice that's going on in in our country. And it's because we're hiring all these people from all these different countries to just do specific things. And no one knows, no one knows what the, you know, the right foot doesn't know what the left foot is doing, you know, that kind of thing. And this is one of the many problems of globalism. And uh, it just, and, and not only that, but, you're going to hear in one of these clips we play today um, how these globalists refer to people as just sort of like things, sort of like like we're a dollar bill floating around the country, you know, uh, floating around the world, you know, if you were to track a dollar and see where see its journey in life. We're we're not nothing more than just a commodity, uh, like moving corn feed. Or anything else, it, it's it's sort of like that. They they look at you as if you're just a commodity. And in China, they've been looking at people that way for a long time. There was a report where they're about they they expect to lose two million people, probably because of the vaccines. Because I read the report there uh, in conjunction with the vaccines, so that was kind of interesting. All right, so we know the story about Carrie Lake will be going to trial. Ruling just came down. Um, so that's kind of an interesting thing. I have been watching the uh, the Carrie Lake uh, trials on YouTube live. <clears throat> They're on Zoom. And uh, it's quite interesting, really. Um, oh, I brought up the blood transfusion thing uh, because I'm worried and I'm going to go and get tested. I wanted to wrap that up. So the blood transfusion thing is that I wonder what kind of blood I got. And that's another big topic as well. And I got that blood transfusion before this topic was really relevant or anyone was even thinking about it. So my point is, is that I'm hoping that I never got blood. I, I'm hoping that I had COVID, uh, uh, vaccine-free blood, Right. I don't know what I got. And so I'm going to actually go and get tested to see if my blood has any trace of this vaccine because I, I worry about that. I do. All right. So um, Carrie Lake uh, was just out at the um, uh, Turning Point USA event and she's, she uh, gave this really powerful speech. I think this is a really important trial because... The fact that it didn't get dismissed, that it's going to go to trial, uh, I think could spell big trouble. 
And if they find, if they have findings here, and if they present their case well here, it lends, you know, it opens up Pandora's box with respect to what was going on in 2020. If it happened today, and if it happened here, who's to say it didn't happen in 2020? So, you know, I think this case is huge. It's huge. Just like I think that the Twitter files are huge. I think that the FBI infiltrating and censoring America is huge. I think all of these things are huge. You know, these are the biggest stories. And guess what? The mainstream media is not even covering it. They don't even know what to do. I don't even know what they're covering. But I I know this. I see these reports and it says they're not covering these stories. It's really unbelievable and sad that we live in a country where no one wants to know the truth. Let's take a listen to Carrie Lake. All right, I'm too old for Turning Point, but that's okay. But I want to tell you this. I want to promise you this, everybody in this room. As a woman in my 50s, I am going to take on corruption in our elections. As a woman in her 50s, I'm going to take my election lawsuit, which is the strongest election lawsuit this country has ever put forth, and I will take it to the Supreme Court if necessary. I will. too strong. If you want to read our lawsuit, you can go right now to savearizonafund.com. We placed the whole thing there. I want you to read it because you will see what they did to us on November 8th. You will be sickened and you will make sure that you stay in this fight because we're not going to let them get away with it, okay? I can't let your vote be trampled on like that. I can't let my vote be trampled on And so God gave me the courage. And what I'm asking for you is, and can you help me out with this? Can you pray for our legal team? A couple of good attorneys because of that fear. They've got mouths to feed. But we got a few brave attorneys willing to risk everything. And they're going to present our case tomorrow. You need to pray for them. I need you to pray for our witnesses who signed declarations under the penalty of perjury, talking about what they saw, how they ran around on a day-long odyssey looking for one place to vote where they could cast their ballot and it would count. Some of them got turned away and they couldn't vote. One woman said, in 41 years, I voted every single time until November 8th and they took my ability to vote away. It's terrible what happened. We need you to pray for those witnesses and whistleblowers. Now, now what's interesting about that is uh, the prosec- the defendants uh, yesterday were saying, well, they didn't produce one name, um, but yet there was a list of people. There was hundreds, if not thousands of people that were complaining that they couldn't vote, but no one really collected the names you should have seen the sleight of hand that was being played by the defendants. It's disgusting um, that uh, you would have state authorities and state officials basically um, 
doing that, you know, the, just basically trying to obstruct justice uh, through sleight of hand like snakes in a pit. He loves the Constitution as much as we do. Please pray for our judge. Are you willing to do that? You can be 30, 40, 50. Remember, Benjamin Franklin was 81 years old when he stepped out of the Constitutional Convention and a woman stopped him. And she said, what have you given us? What do we have here? Do we have a republic or a monarchy? You remember what he said? We've got a republic if you can keep it. Guys, we're at the if you can keep it part. Do you all know that? We are at the if you can keep it. Well, you know, we're fighting a bunch of cheaters and liars and thieves. And what they've done is they've basically turned their operation, thanks to Donald Trump in a way, they used to do all this sleight of hand stuff, you know, with their suit and ties and dignity and uh, standards. You know, we used to listen to all of these different pundits uh, talking about integrity and ethics and morals. Uh, but yet they were stabbing you in the back while they were talking about these platitudes. And no longer, you know, now it's like, you know, you got to. I'm from Missouri. You got to show me you know, that kind of thing, right? You got proof is in the pudding. You know, show me what you got. You know, you've been conning us for years, and it was easy for them to win because they could just, you know, they they were never tested. But as Mike Tyson once said, he said, "Everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face," and that's exactly what Trump did to them. Trump punched them in the face and now they don't know what to do with a bloody nose. They have no idea. They don't have a playbook for this. They weren't built tough like the middle class Americans are. They're not they they're not gonna weather this storm. They could sit there with their red carpets and their steaks and their gold forks and their pri- private jets over in Davos and scheme the next scheme. But they are not going to get it done because they don't have they don't have the power of the people behind them, folks. And that's the kick. That's the kicker. A couple of things I want to clear out before we get to some audio. Uh, it says here. Uh, so last refuge, he was writing about the FBI and some other things, and I'm going to resort to that too. But you know, we have the. Um, Twitter files by Michael Schellenberger, and it says the FBI and Hunter Biden laptop, how the FBI and intelligence community discredited factual information about Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings, both after and before the New York Post revealed the contents of his laptop on October 14th, 2020. And it's a long threaded tweet that goes into the great great detail that we're not going to have time to go through step by step. I would love to, but we don't have time in a show to do it like that. Uh, that would be a great discussion to have, though, maybe on video. And we're going to be doing stuff in the, in the area of video. I had some health issues that I had to deal with. Um, but uh, uh, we're going to be getting ramping back up on all of this stuff uh, and uh, putting together different types of programming uh, that are supplements to the Scott Adams show. A lot of people want to see, you know, more 
uh, formats, and uh, we're going to be bringing that to you. The one thing I don't want to do, and I don't want to ever do it, is sit there as a radio host and have a video camera on me while I'm talking. I know that might be entertaining for some. I just, yeah, I'm not into it. Uh, But uh, in any case, uh, the Bradford Friar writes, so it wasn't Russia influencing our elections. It was the U.S. intelligence community. This is the biggest story of our lifetime. True. That, uh, the answer, that is true. All right, so Ron DeSantis Oh, so Last Refuge, conservative treehouse, Sundance. Remember him? He says, Ron DeSantis is the $100 bill on a fishing string being dragged through the MAGA hood. That's kind of, that's cold. That's that's that down and dirty right there. But uh, he, he goes into some great detail about that. It's interesting, you know, the play. And that's why I say it's Trump's party now. And Trump gets what Trump wants. He earned it. And DeSantis would be very, very smart in waiting his turn, and I, th- I think that's what's going on. I, I don't, I don't see DeSantis uh, having a snowball's chance in Florida against Donald Trump. Um, and d- as likable as he appears to be, uh, yeah. So, also Sundance Last Refuge. Conservative Treehouse says, also notice the FBI San Francisco field office consistently comes up in FBI corruption stories, not just around Twitter. San Fran FBI is like the West Coast version of FBI headquarters in D.C. with an emphasis on tech side, on the tech side. Now, big picture, who else was sent there? Well, we know... John Bennett, deputy uh, special agent in charge. Uh, Let's see, there was um, Joe Pienka was sent there, of course. And Joe Pienka was uh, one of the ones that uh, doctored the 302s. And so he was involved with the Russian hoax and the Flynn situation. So there's a lot of different things going on with... um, the FBI and their corruption. Dinesh D'Souza writes this, contrary to the lopsided coverage in the mainstream media, the Twitter files is the biggest news story in the country involving serious constitutional violations while the soon-to-be defunct January 6th committee findings are a hack political hit job to disable a rival uh, uh, candidate. So Donald Trump um, came out with this thing and... uh, He wrote this. Okay, so here's what Donald Trump wrote. Think of it. The radical left Democrats, communists, spied on my campaign, lied to the FISA court, lied to Congress, allowed an invasion of our country on the southern border, embarrassed us in Afghanistan, gave away our energy independence, killed us on job-losing regulations, wouldn't used the 10,000-plus soldiers recommended for January 6th, refused to look into election fraud, the reason for the January 6th, rigged and stole the 2020 election, allowed ballot stuffing, FBI, Facebook, Twitter, and Biden crime. Wow. Okay, so think about that. Now, there's a second part to this, but think about what he just said there. So wouldn't use the 10,000-plus soldiers he recommended, right? 
they they said no to that. That would have changed. If this was a guy that was staging an insurrection, why would they say no to that, right? Because they had their own agenda. They knew what they were going to do. This, they're basically policing, they're blaming this on Trump, but it was their crime. It was the FBI's crime. It was the uh, Capitol Hill police. It was Nancy Pelosi's crime. And she even videotaped the whole thing. So, you know, they're making the crime just like they did the Russian hoax. They create the Russian hoax. Then they blame Trump. It's unbelievable what goes on in our government. And hopefully this new house on January 3rd can fix all this stuff and get to the bottom of it all. But who knows? They haven't so far. But we have a better group of people in the house. We no longer have Kissinger or Cheney or all these bozos. So who knows? Maybe it'll be better. Uh, Let's just hope. Let's be positive. Okay, so the other part is... They refused to look into the election fraud, the reason for the January 6th uh, rally. The election fraud, right? So, I mean, think about that. If the people are so upset that they're store, you know, going to Capitol Hill in tens of thousands, why in the world then, as a politician, representative of the people, wouldn't you say, you know what, we'll look into it? But they didn't. They didn't because they don't represent you is that the reason. So continued uh, from previous truth. And I'm I'm the one that the corrupt and partisan unselect committee goes after a two tiered justice system. And this is Donald Trump reading this or writing this on Truth social. And by the way, whatever happened with the massive numbers of crimes committed by Joe and Hunter Biden? They're right there, documented and 100% certain. Also, where's the prosecutors from Delaware? Where's that prosecutor from Delaware, by the way? What happened to him? Is he friends with the Ukrainian prosecutor who didn't prosecute after Biden held uh, up the billion-dollar payment to Ukraine? I did nothing wrong. That's what Donald Trump says. Wow. Wow. All right, so we have a couple of different clips that I'm going to play here. Let's take take a listen to, um, this is related to the Twitter files reveal, uh, related to, um, uh, basically they were spying, uh, the FBI was spying on uh, the committee chairs uh, the, of the Republicans, uh, related to the Russian hoax, something that they were perpetrating themselves. This is what was happening. And in this one meeting in particular, Rod Lorzenstein, who's known for losing his temper, had did so before, and in this meeting screamed at the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee and myself, and he literally said verbatim. Now, the chairman of the House Intelligence at the time was Devin Nunes. This is Cash Patel. And and he's talking about this, basically this blackmail threat. If you're going to continue this investigation... I'm going to subpoena you and your records, looking at the chairman 
of the House Intelligence Committee and looking at his senior counsel and chief investigator on the Russiagate hoax, directing that at us. And Chris Ray sat there in deafening silence. And your readers can follow what happened afterwards. There's three separate stories. First, DOJ denied that he ever said that. Then they backtracked and said, oh, no, that's not what he said. And then the third time they finally admitted it, that he said that. But he was kidding. Just, just hang on to that. The Attorney General and the Department of Justice were joking about threatening to subpoena us. Well, now we know five years later, they had already done it months beforehand, and he let it slip because he's known for having a bad temper when you call out his corrupt activities. And it's just should shock every member had did so before, and in this meeting screamed at the chairman of the House of the FISA court. This is what was happening. And in this one meeting in particular, Rod Lozenstein, who's no Rob Rosenstein. Rosenstein. Okay, um, that, that's that's the name I didn't I didn't quite get. Um, let's take a listen to that one more time. What was happening? And in this one meeting in particular, Rob Rosenstein, who's known for losing his temper, had did so before, and in this meeting screamed at the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee and myself, and he literally said verbatim, "If you're going to continue this investigation." I'm going to subpoena you and your records, looking at the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee and looking at his senior counsel and chief investigator on the Russiagate host, directing that at us. And Chris Ray sat there in deafening silence. And your readers can follow what happened afterwards. There's three separate stories. First, DOJ denied that he ever said that. Then they backtracked and said, oh, no, that's not what he said. And then the third time they finally admitted it that he said that. But he was kidding. Just, just hang on to that. The Attorney General and the Department of Justice were joking about threatening to subpoena us. Well, now we know five years later they had already done it months beforehand, and he let it slip because he's known for having a bad temper when you call. <clears throat> so here's how this goes. DOJ snooped on House Intelligence Committee investigators during Russian probes being his show. Officials used grand jury to obtain Google email phone data for at least two top investigators and that was Devin Nunes and Cash Patel, in an extraordinary intrusion of congressional oversight, the Justice Department used grand jury subpoenas to secretly obtain the personal email and phone data of at least two top House Intelligence Committee investigators. Back in November 2017, just as they and their boss, then-Chairman Devin Nunes, was, were assembling bombshell evidence of FBI abuses. So the subpoenas obtained by the Justice, uh, Just the News show the DOJ demanded the Google turn over personal email and phone data from the two senior staffers. So they were going after them. And they have these Cash Patel uh, subpoenas, uh, which is quite interesting. So uh, it says... The subpoenas were delivered during a critical time frame in the committee efforts to expose the Donald Trump Russia collusion investigation, which we know was a complete and total hoax. Been driven by an uncorroborated political opposition. They were trying to get rid of Trump like so fast. They, 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 they knew that he was going to be trouble. Was locked at the time in a bitter struggle to force the FBI and DOJ to turn over records. This was back when Comey was... Uh, this was yeah. This was this was during the time of Comey, and um, uh, you know I was looking that this up because I wanted to see who the AG was at the time, um, and I, I I don't know I don't know who uh, 
Let's see. Let's see if I can get this. Let's see. Attorney General. Now, uh, yeah, I don't know who the Attorney General was at that time. Oh, Rod Rosenstein. Yeah. Yes, of course. Remember Rod Rosenstein? And his sister is working at the CDC at the highest levels. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. And it was also Jeff Sessions. But remember, Jeff Sessions recused himself. So it was Rod Rosenstein. That's who it was. Yes. And we knew what a swine that guy was. We knew that. Yes. That makes total sense. Here is um, Devin Nunes talking about the same subject. The timing is suspicious because we pretty much put together in September and October of 2017 that they had used the Clinton and DNC paid for dirt that they helped to supposedly fake a fake cooperation that they then supplied to the FISA court. Whoops, hold on. Okay, here we go. So my guess is we were trying to put that out in the late fall, early winter of 2017. I think at that point, DOJ and FBI don't realize that we know this. And so we end up, we had we got delayed. We end up not putting this out until February of 2018. But that was right in that time frame. So they would have had a clear insight uh, into what we were thinking what our team was thinking, what our team was doing, who we were talking to uh, as we began to put together the documents that ultimately uh, we made public to the American people, which we had to take an unprecedented step and use a tool that the Congress has never used before. And that was to make so-called, and I say so-called, classified information uh, because they always deem things classified that they don't want out in the public. It was nothing that was going to harm the national security. Nobody was going to die, even though at the time you had the top people at the Department of Justice and the FBI lie during that time frame to say that, oh, my gosh, this is going to really jeopardize national security. All the while they knew they were just on the, uh, in on the cover up. And look, ultimately, we made 14 criminal referrals. Those went to Durham. We have seen Durham struggle by trying to bring cases in the Washington, D.C. area where people have been acquitted. He has yet to bring any charges against the FBI or the Department of Justice officials, which I think sounds fishy because clearly what Durham has laid out is a great case against these officials. And here you have another piece of what I would say very important information about lying and misleading Congress, and in this case, really obstructing attempting to obstruct our investigation by turning their spying capabilities onto me, the very one who was busting them for the illegal surveillance that they were engaged in. See, and, and then one of the problems is, is that um, these people with these cushy jobs, remember the IG Horowitz, I think his name was, and, uh, and um, you know, all these different, People that were supposed to be independent investigators, they lose their job real quick in the ecosystem that is Washington, D.C., which is about 98 percent liberal. So you get this group think and basically you will never be invited to another party. You're, you know, your life will be ruined if you support someone like Donald Trump. Here's a globalist. I was telling you about this, talking about um, talking about uh 
well, talking about you, um, uh, you as a commodity. Us to quantify and monetize natural capital. It allows us to quantify and monetize human capital. It allows us to quantify and monetize cultural capital and at the same time allows meaningful integration of these forms of capital with financial capital. So at last, and probably the first time in the history of humankind, we are able to measure and monetize all capital that we need in order to make sensible decisions in terms of investments and in terms of asset management. We have the way to identify the optimal investments according to our only global agenda, the SDGs, and we can identify that by explicitly measuring cost and benefits of all forms of capital. Financial capital, natural capital, ecosystem-based, human capital, cultural habitat, capital, and social capital. <laughs> Does she realize what she's saying? And who's this we? It's going to be her controlling our culture, what we deem as art. It's going to be her controlling everything. <laughs> Is that crazy or what? Have you ever heard anything as monstrous as that? And one last thing before we head out of Dodge. This is Martha Raddatz blames Abbott, Trump, and DeSantis for the border crisis. Let's take a listen to this. Border wall, you talk about open borders. I don't think I've ever heard President Biden say, we have an open border, come on over. The people I have heard say it are you, our former President Trump, or Ron DeSantis. That message reverberates in Mexico and beyond. So they do get the message that it is an open border and smugglers use all those kinds of statements. Border wall. So what they're saying is because we're complaining about the open border, it's telling them that the border is open. It's not Biden doing it. <laughs> it's crazy. She's, they're, 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 they're blaming you <laughs> for that. Um, meanwhile, t- Title 42 is at stake, and they want more money. It's like $3.5 billion more money to do their job, but only to expedite the processing of these people, not to build a wall and keep them out. Anyway, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. Thank you all for listening. Visit MAGAPAC.org, make a donation. Use Red State over at MyPillow.com. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. Just to bury my kids right up to there.